0: I want you to watch this clip I'm about to show you. And while you're watching it, I want you to think about how it makes you feel. What are your thoughts that arise when you're watching this man speak? What's your overall perception? After you hear him speak, pause the video for a moment, just to reflect back on what your actual perceptions are. When you're done watching this clip, I want you to pause this video for a moment and really reflect on what your total perception of this man actually is. And then you can resume this tape. Hey
1: everyone, Dr. J here, your success coach, and I'm here to share with you three keys for success, three habits for success. And before I do that, let me just share with you a little bit my background. Uh, because I had a very uh, unconventional childhood, to say the least. So when my mother was pregnant with me, my father went missing. And two weeks before I was born, he was found dead. He was brutally murdered. So my mother was left by herself, a single mom taking care of three children. And as you can imagine, I had to find ways to take care of myself. I had to learn to fend for myself in all sorts of different ways. So... Basically, you know, I had two options, really. And I think this goes for everyone in, in this kind of situation. You can either fall apart or roll up your sleeves and get things done. So that's what I did. I remember in elementary school, uh, the first time I bought myself a planner. It wasn't just buying a planner or an agenda. It was something that I knew I needed structure and order in my life. So it was something I was doing to take care of myself. And slowly, you know, it started off that way, but by the time I was in high school, uh, my peers were looking up to me and I was starting to take care of them. Now, as a personal success coach, I'm helping people get through their frustrations and achieve the goals they desire. So let me share with you these three keys. And these are really actually habits because, you know, as most successful people will tell you, their prosperity is due to cultivating really good habits. So these three keys for you. Number one, honesty. Tell the truth. It's not easy. There's so many temptations, so much our society is made in a way that there's always an opportunity to lie. But tell the truth. And it's amazing what you'll start to see happening in your life. Number two, industry. That might sound a little interesting, but what it means is you need to find proper work to do. No matter who you are, no matter how, no matter what your age is, everyone must find proper work to do. When we're left to idle, just do nothing, that leads to ruin. So industry is very important. And finally number 3, my favorite is enthusiasm. So enthusiasm is critical. This is the most important key of success. Enthusiasm means having the energy of the gods. There's nothing you can accomplish without enthusiasm and in fact I would go so far as to say that there's nothing that you do without enthusiasm that's really going to lead to real success. So that's it folks, honesty, industry and enthusiasm, remember that and I wish you all the success in the world.
0: This man that you've just seen posted this video online just before he broke into the apartment belonging to his girlfriend at the time and beating her to death and then shooting her in the head. Now, knowing that, I want you to re-watch this video and watch what he's saying again. Now, what is your actual feeling relative to this person? Now, what's your perception of him? Feel free to do this and then pause the video, making sure you take enough time seeing it through this new lens. Then you can resume this video.
1: Hey everyone, Dr. J here, your success coach, and I'm here to share with you three keys for success, three habits for success. And before I do that, let me just share with you a little bit my background, uh, because I had a very uh, unconventional childhood, to say the least. So when my mother was pregnant with me, my father went missing. And two weeks before I was born, he was found dead. He was brutally murdered. So my mother was left by herself, a single mom taking care of three children. And as you can imagine, I had to find ways to take care of myself. I had to learn to fend for myself in all sorts of different ways. So, basically, you know, I had two options, really. And I think this goes for everyone in, in this kind of situation. You can either fall apart or roll up your sleeves and get things done. So that's what I did. I remember in elementary school, uh, the first time I bought myself a planner, it wasn't just buying a planner, an agenda, it was something that I knew I needed structure and order in my life, so it was something I was doing to take care of myself. And slowly, you know, it started off that way, but by the time I was in high school, uh, my peers were looking up to me, and I was starting to take care of them. Now, as a personal success coach, I'm helping people get through their frustrations and achieve the goals they desire. So let me share with you these three keys. And these are really actually habits because, you know, as most successful people will tell you, their prosperity is due to cultivating really good habits. So these three keys for you. Number one, honesty. Tell the truth. It's not easy. There's so many temptations, so much our society is made in a way that there's always an opportunity to lie. But tell the truth. And it's amazing what you'll start to see happening in your life. Number two, industry. That might sound a little interesting, but what it means is you need to find proper work to do no matter who you are, no matter how, no matter what your age is, everyone must find proper work to do. When we're left to idle, just do nothing that leads to ruin. So industry is very important. And finally, number three, my favorite is, Enthusiasm. So enthusiasm is critical. This is the most important key of success. Enthusiasm means having the energy of the gods. There's nothing you can accomplish without enthusiasm. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that there's nothing that you do without enthusiasm that's really going to lead to real success. So that's it, folks. Honesty, industry, and enthusiasm. Remember that. And I wish you all the success in the world.
0: Guess what? I just fooled you. This is a man who I know personally, actually, and he was nice enough to give me this little video so that I could conduct a little bit of a social experiment. This being the experiment. (laughs) Look at what I just did. What I just did was to give you a filter. A filter through which to see an experience. A filter that happened to not be true at all. But it didn't matter, did it? Me giving you that filter completely changed the way you saw someone. I was able to give you a filter which made you see this man through the lens of a murderer, when it's just somebody that I got to do that video. Just for fun, say something inspirational. This is a normal guy. I know him personally, he's not a murderer at all. I was able to completely change the way you saw something by telling you how you should see it. I want this experience to haunt you. I want it to haunt you for the rest of your life. Because this is the way you're gonna stay safe from filters, is by realizing that they're absolutely everywhere. All of us have a perspective and those perspectives are totally limited because they're subjective, not objective. An object will look different depending on what perspective you have of that object. Each perspective is a different angle on something. Our perspective shapes our experiences and our experiences shape our perspective. We could look at objective perspective as the amalgamation of all subjective perspectives relative to something. I can tell you that the perspective that a cow has of a slaughterhouse is going to be completely different to the perspective that a knocker has of a slaughterhouse. A child is going to have a completely different perspective than a parent in a household. You're going to have a different perspective of that car crash than another person did. When a medical crisis is going on, a doctor is going to have a totally different perspective than the patient will. And both of them will have a totally different perspective than the insurance company that is insuring that hospital. You can imagine our subjective perspective like looking through the limited scope of a single telescope. And as if that's not limiting enough, you are also viewing the world through a telescope that has filters on it. Obviously, a filter is going to distort the reality of whatever we are looking at. Now, here's the crap part. We can recognize other people's limited perspective and we can also recognize the filters that other people have on their limited perspective. But we have a much more difficult time recognizing our own. A filter is literally anything that shapes or distorts our perception of something so that it obscures the reality of that thing. They can be thoughts passed down to us, information we are fed, beliefs we're conditioned to adopt, experiences we have and meaning that we assign to the experiences, just to name a few. We begin adopting filters for our telescopes even before we're born. And not only do they distort our capacity to see things clearly for what is real, they can also ruin our life. I will give you some straightforward examples, but I'm also going to warn you that, like always, I'm not going to be politically accurate. Let's say, that we can all accept that a child is not born a bigot. So let's say that a child is born into a family where that family propagates the belief that black people are dangerous and a lesser life form. This family may also have stories to justify the belief. This belief may make them behave in ways toward black people that make black people go into a state of defense and thus seem dangerous. This child has received a filter through which to experience black people. That filter is less than and dangerous. This child cannot see black people for the reality of black people. He or she will only see them through this filter. Until the person questions this filter and is able to remove it, all of the words a black person says and actions a black person takes will be distorted through this filter. Here's another scenario. Let's imagine that at three years old, some little girl gets attacked by a dog. Obviously, this experience is going to create a filter for her. The filter is, dogs attack you. Now, those of us who know dogs will tell you that this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous because A, it's completely avoidable based off of somebody doing the right thing with their dog, and B, it's not an accurate representation of dogs in general. We don't have that filter because we have all kinds of other experiences with our dogs. Things like throwing frisbees for them, cuddling with them on the couch, them being the most unconditional, ten times more unconditional than humans. But this filter through which this person sees dogs will shape their entire life relative to dogs. They will see dogs in a totally inaccurate way. Now let's imagine another little girl. She's walking through the world. What she sees all around her, TV, media, is images of women who are size 2, who all look a certain way. It's a specific type of beauty. Now, maybe what this little girl creates is meaning. That meaning that she creates acts as a filter. And the meaning is, unless she looks like that, she doesn't have any value and is in fact ugly. Because of this, she may develop an eating disorder or spend all her money on cosmetics and plastic surgery in order to look like those women. For more information about this, You can watch my video titled, Meaning, the self-destruct button. Let's look at a positive filter, because those exist and they distort reality as well. Let's imagine that a child grows up with a totally supportive mother. Now she is going to have a filter over the world, because we all have a filter that looks like this. The universe is a projection of my relationship with my parents because that relationship was awesome and was supportive, she's gonna walk through the world with rosy colored sunglasses, believing everyone and everything is there to support me. This person may not even notice people who are not around her with her best interests in mind, because of this filter through which she sees the world. Some of these filters are beneficial, some of them are detrimental, but regardless of whether they are beneficial or detrimental, the thing to be aware of is that they are not necessarily accurate. They may just be totally distorting your capacity to see what is real. Filters are absolutely everywhere. Companies create these filters in order to sell their product. Welcome to marketing. Politicians create this in order to influence your vote. Most political filters are aimed at altering your perspective of the future. They sell you a filter of potential through which to see them and there would be vision. They also give you a negative filter through which to see the future if their opponent wins. Our justice system is absolutely made of filters. In fact, that's pretty much what it's about. One could say that the judicial process is nothing more than a process of filters. Much more so than evidence. Which is why, one reason why, our judicial system seems so unjust. A lawyer's job is to get the jury and the judge to adopt a filter that changes their perspective in favor of whatever perspective benefits the lawyer. Evidence is a tool that is used to enhance the chance that they will adopt this filter. And a truly incredible lawyer is often able to get the judge and jury to adopt a filter regardless of the evidence that undermines that filter. When we say, everyone deserves a fair trial, what we're really saying is, everyone deserves for someone to fight for the judge and beyond that, if need be, the jury, to adopt a filter that benefits them. The stories that make up the media are full of filters. In truth, some stories are literally nothing more than that. But this right here is what makes it so dangerous that companies and the media are so heavily embedded, especially financially, with one another. All a company needs to do in order to sell their product, is to pay for a news story to be written, which highlights why that product is so necessary for people to have, or what the consequences are for not having that product. For example, all you have to do to get people to run out and get a flu shot, is to pay for a bunch of news stories about how dangerous the flu is this year and how if you care about people you love and you don't want people to die, you better run out and get one. Tabloids, They shape how you see people. That's what they're designed to do. Each piece gives us a filter through which to see them. If a tabloid writes an article about Angelina cheating on Brad, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not, doesn't matter whether you know her or not, it's going to affect how you perceive her as a person. You will see her from that day forward through a filter, unless some other piece of information comes and causes you to remove that filter or change that filter to another one. Every filter that we adopt will change the way that we see the world. And it will change the way that we see ourselves. Every filter will shape our life experience. The things we think and say and do. There is nothing in this world more dangerous than a subjective perspective that is mistaken for objective perspective. There is nothing more dangerous than a filter that distorts our capacity to see what is real. Have a good week.